Hello, and welcome to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur, where Hayut Yogev speaks with entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs about reaching or missing the critical point of approaching the right customer with the right message at the right time and place. The point where business success starts. And here is your host, Hayut Yogev. Rich Omis, episode 77. Do you have the one key success factor successful entrepreneurs has? Is the one key success factor most successful entrepreneurs have? Or is the key success factor is unique to each entrepreneur? At the end of every interview on the Rich or Miss podcast, I ask my interviewees what their key success factor is and what works for them. I believe you will be amazed at what I found. Hey, Richers. So happy you are here. Today is the final episode in a three-part series where I talk about three main things we can learn from successful entrepreneurs. Over the last 10 years, I've worked with over 120 startups and entrepreneurs and met with thousands more in meetups, conferences, and the like. I decided to start this podcast one and a half years ago in order to help entrepreneurs and startup founders increase their chances of business success by learning from most successful entrepreneurs and opinion leaders. This podcast is focused on entrepreneurial marketing and how being a customer-focused entrepreneur will pave your way to success. The last two episodes were all about how successful entrepreneurs started their businesses and what did they do to break through into the market. Today, I want to focus on something that isn't directly connected to customer focus and entrepreneurial marketing. The key success factor that led my interviewees to achieve their major successes and what we learned from those experiences. Madeleine Sklar I am an idea person. I come up with ideas all the time Everything I've done came from ideas. Success comes when you follow your passions. Madeleine Sklar is a serial entrepreneur, community builder, and leading Twitter marketing expert. With 22 years digital marketing experience and 13 years social media marketing under her belt, it's no surprise she's ranked the number one social media power influencer in Houston. Madeline interviews leading social media and marketing experts for her Twitter Smarter podcast, the weekly Communities That Convert podcast with Kami Hayas. Huffington Post has named Madeline one of the 50 women entrepreneurs to follow. Madeline's Clare. Hi, it's so great to have you here. Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Do you remember where was the point that you actually stopped chasing after your customers and started to attract them? You know, what's interesting is that 
really early on in my career as an entrepreneur in the digital marketing world, um, was I chasing after? So, but, but not even really chasing after. So let me kind of explain. When I first started in 1996 for digital marketing, I started my music community that I mentioned, and I also started a web design business. And this was when it was brand new. I was one of the very first web designers. There were like three of us in, in this huge city, fourth largest city in the U.S. There were three of us that were the very first web designers, and, you know, that, doing it as a business in the city. And I didn't really have to chase after customers because it was so new that when people found out about me, they were just throwing business at me. And this went on for years where I didn't have to do any selling. Like once they found out this was what I was doing, they wanted to hire me to do this, you know, dot com thing. You know, so many times they say, I don't know what this dot com thing is. I just know I need one. Um, and so I was, I was. <laughs> yeah. I was the one developing that very first web presence for people, that very first website back in the old days. Um, so I wasn't really chasing after. Now, my music organization first started as a hobby, as I mentioned before. And so initially, I was trying to discover and find musicians on the internet. And back then, there were not, you know, not that many people were on the internet back then in 1990s. This was like January 1996. So I was actively seeking people just to talk to and connect with, not sure if this was going to become a business. But when I really think back to my start, I really wasn't, quote, chasing after. Now, when, as things evolved and when I uh, went into social media as a business, I was already well established in the music business at that point. So I was able to easily get business. It's like I would just kind of, you know, change my focus. So it was started the web design business and then the web design eventually evolved to me doing social media. And so because I was already well established, you know, in the music business, established as a web designer. Yeah. So it really helped tremendously. And then when I did the pivot in 2015, again, I was already, people knew my name. They already knew who I was. But they didn't really know me so much in the social media marketing world. So it really helped to speak at social media marketing world and other social media conferences because that got my name out there to a wider audience. So I didn't really feel like I was chasing after, but I was always, I will say this, I am always working hard day and night on my brand. And, and you know, Gary Vaynerchuk's a great example of this. If you want to get known and you want to get business, work on your brand, work on your personal brand. And if, it, and if it's a company, work on the brand for your company, but make it your mission. So many people make their work life their nine to five. Well, you know what? The internet is 24 seven. So 24 so work, <laughs> work it all hours, work it whenever you have free time, but spend time on this and you'll get the rewards. I, I love what I do. I will be on my computer early in the morning. I'll be on it late at night. I'm just on here talking to people, connecting with people, using these social networks to my advantage to connect with people. And in doing that, I'm getting more widely known every single day. And it really works. It works. You know, there are many things that contribute to our success, and I'm sure there are many things that contributed to your success, but 
usually there is one main thing that really makes it. And I want to ask you, what is the most important factor that affected your success? What is your key success factor? Um, gosh, you know, I, it's not something I've really given a lot of thought to. I, I just, I've always stayed on this trajectory of just moving upward. And that makes me happy. Just keep doing what I'm doing, meeting great people along the way. And not that there's this big end goal. Um, I don't know if there's ever going to be one. I, I just, I like the journey. And I know a lot of people that, you know, Gary Vee talks about this a lot. It really is about the journey. You know, like Gary Vee, Gary Vee's big thing is to, you know, one day buy the New York Jets. And then, and then he's, mm -hmm. he, you know, that's his biggest goal in life. And, but then he'll say, but it's the journey. It's not really so much that it's really the journey. And so that's how it's always, I don't really have this big thing that I aspire to. I just love the work I do. I love that I keep moving forward. Um, my attitude is just do it. Um, ready, fire, aim. I'm really big with ready, fire, aim, not ready, aim, fire, ready, fire, aim, because you come up with an idea and just get it out there because it's never going to be perfect. So just get it out there and then perfect it as you go. And if you do things like this, you'll keep moving forward, up and forward. You know, you'll keep, you know, reaching up to the stars. And uh, that's what's always worked for me. Sounds great. Jonathan Offray. Jonathan Offray has lived in seven countries, speaks four languages, and tries to teach entrepreneurs around the world that the most important word in growth hacking is growth. Jonathan Offray is the co-founder and CEO of Growth Hackers and Growth Academy that helps startups, SMBs, and entrepreneurs grow through inbound marketing and growth hacking. He has lived and worked in seven countries, speaks four languages, and has done business with companies from 70-plus countries. Jonathan loves discovering new cultures and meeting new people. Jonathan Oufre, what a great pleasure to have you here right from Taiwan. Hi. Hi, Hayut. Uh, thanks for inviting me. I'm very, I'm very pleased to be here. Yeah, I really look forward to hearing all the stories that you have to tell us. There are a lot of things that affect success, but usually there is one thing that's really major for each person, one thing that works for them. And I want to ask you, what is your most important factor that affected your successes? What is your key success factor? Mm, my key success factor, uh, I would say one maybe nobody says, I would say luck. Uh, <laughs> luck is, uh, like, I would say luck is uh, a factor for many people, but um, I was saying this a few weeks ago to someone, as I said, but uh, if you don't try, if you don't, um, if you don't do things, you, you don't get lucky. And so we said luck is a part of it, but uh, it's also because you, you can't be scared. You have, as an entrepreneur, I'm sorry, you, you have to, um, to go out there and, um, and try, like try your product, try your service, uh, like uh, hustle. Hustle, mm -hmm. and more you hustle, luckier you get. So it's more, 
I would say the main factor is to not be scared. And by not being scared, you will get lucky. And that's what affected you? That was, that was the truth for you? What was your factor? It was not yeah, being scared? Yeah, it's, it's for me. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not scared. So, I'd, like, I, I mean, um, all my life, I mean, we were saying at the beginning of the interview, you know, I've, I've lived in seven countries. And I like, I did this because I really like to discover new cultures. I like to discover new people. Every time I did this was kind of a new challenge. So I really like those new challenges. And I would say in business is, um, is the same. And uh, for me, it was the same in business. I had, um, when I started Grow Cycles, uh, I, I couldn't be scared. I had to go out there. I, I left my startup, created Grow Cycles, go to, I don't know, go to uh, network events, meet with entrepreneurs, uh, tell what you do. So not being scared. Uh, really go full on. Like, go all, like if you play, I, I used to play poker like 10 years ago. So go, go all in. Uh, if you say some poker players would listen, go all in. You have to go all the way. And that's why, why I did what I did. By going all the way and by not being scared, I got, um, that's what I call luck. It, or you could be called opportunity, get, uh, getting opportunities. But uh, yeah, that's go out there all in and not being scared. That's what worked for me. And that's what works for many people, I would say. Wow. Samuel Pevar. Samuel Pavag built IBM's Global Entrepreneurs Project in France in three months, moving IBM from a big, heavy tech company to startup's preferred partner. Samuel Pavag is a brand strategist and director of Samuel Pavag Group LTD, specializing in business and marketing strategy, a marketing lead for iLab, Startup Space and Accelerator, and a key opinion leader of UAWI. Samuel has a strong focus on the idea of tech with purpose, how technology can truly be put to use to better life, business, and the world we live in. Samuel Pava, what a pleasure to have you here. Hi. Hi there, pleasure shared. Really, really happy to be here as well. Yeah, it's so great you're here with us. And I would like to ask you, there are many factors that affect the successes. And, but usually there is one main factor that really affects each one of us. Yeah. And I would like to ask you about your factor. What is your key success factor? Yeah, I think there would be one key success factor which just have done whatever I wanted to do in my life, uh, <laughs> which has literally driven me <laughs> from, from start to not finish because I'm not finished. But, um, but I've always made my own decisions and followed through, and which I think might also be one of the differences. But uh, I left France one day on a whim to go to London and just try and find a job there. And I was still a student at the time, and I ended up working um, in a restaurant, actually, and that was very early days. That restaurant was one of the restaurants owned by Gordon Ramsay. And... I ended up having the most amazing experience because the level of quality and the requirements and the expectations are just through the roof as next level. And I think it's something that uh, has stuck with me as well when it comes to learning to work hard and to work well at the same time. So, and that was one thing. Uh, I just later on um, 
That's a beautiful story. Yeah. <laughs> That's a <laughs> It's a beautiful That's, story. Yeah, it was an amazing experience. But when I finished university, uh, I had a mandatory internship to do, for instance. And I decided that I would use this internship or I would find an internship that would get me a job. So for a few months, I went out there looking for a paid internship, which would be in the surroundings of where I was living and that would serve as springboard for a job. And I did just that. And uh, I started working with BNP Paribas, one of the big European banks at the time. And I would say, and so on. (laughs) (laughs) I would never just, sit down do nothing i keep looking for opportunities and when something is of interest to me i just i would say i dig in so and that's that's been all my life like this and i keep doing it so hopefully more success will come (laughs) Mm, i'm sure there will it's unique i mean following the opportunities is a unique way of going through this uh journeys in the, in the business world, and it sounds that it works great for you. Mark Guberti Mark Guberti, my life goal, through my work, I will positively impact the lives of over 1 billion people within my lifetime. Mark Guberti, a teenage entrepreneur, knows more about gaining customers than most startups. Mark Guberti is a teenager entrepreneur, digital marketing expert, and author. He is the co-founder of Teenager Entrepreneur, a movement that educates and empowers teens worldwide with the knowledge they need to become successful entrepreneurs. A quote from the About Me section on Mark's site. My life goal. Through my work, I will positively impact the lives of over 1 billion people within my lifetime. I will pave the way for more teens to embrace their dreams at an early age. My work will continue to positively impact the lives of others well beyond my time on our planet. Magruberti, what a pleasure to have you here. Hi. Hi, it's a pleasure to be here. That's terrific. There are a lot of things that contribute to our success. Yet, I'm looking for the one factor that affected most on your success until today. What is the key success factor that really made it for you? Build relationships. Because you don't know everything about your niche. Even if you think you do, you don't. And building relationships allows you to get put in contact with more people. So one of the blog posts that I wrote attracted Matt McWilliams, who runs a lot of affiliate promotions, and he's gotten me involved in a few of them. And he's been able to make like some of the best connections for me, like uh, Ray Edwards, Chandler Bolt, Tom Ziegler, like all three of those people and many more are directly from Matt McWilliams. So I have a lot of people who I connect with and they introduce me to new people, new opportunities, and I obviously do the same for them as well. But my recommendation is to build at least one new meaningful relationship every single day. I truly believe if businesses are not building relationships every day, they are at the best stagnant or heading towards the seller. Wow. Mark Hermione. Mark Hermione has had remarkable and fast successes 
with two startups acquired by global leaders, but had to close his last company and return half of the money to his investors. Mark Hermione is an artist and designer living and painting on the north shore of Hawaii. Previously, Mark was the founder of Design Inc. and has co-founded a number of companies, including North Technologies, which merged with Hodinki.com in 2015, and the co-founder of Flick, which YouTube acquired in 2011. Following the acquisition, Mark was part of the team to redesign YouTube in 2011 and again in 2012, leading the site-wide redesign. Previously, Mark led design teams at Oakley and Digg and co-founded a number of companies including T-Fury and Design by Humans. Mark Hamian, it's a pleasure to have you here. Hi. Hi. Right from Hawaii. Right from Hawaii. That's great. It's really great to have you here. And I want to ask you, when you look at your successes, What was the one factor that really affected you most on these successful parts of your career? What is your key success factor? Showing up every single day and being very, very consistent with your work schedule. Not taking a month off or two. I mean, definitely take breaks and make sure you're healthy and you're mentally sharp. But literally day after day after day, so you build a momentum and a habit in the work that you do so that you're constantly every day chipping away at this long-term goal of building a company or you know whatever thing you're trying to accomplish it just takes a lot of time and so i found for me when i have a schedule and i stick to it and i'm up every you know i'm putting in consistent days and those days turns into weeks those weeks turn into months those months turn into years It adds up really fast. I mean, if you take a couple months off a year, uh, you're going to be within, within three years, you're six months behind. Yeah, that's right. And it's not like, it's not like you're going to take two months off. I mean, most people don't do that, but it's really easy to take a Thursday to a Sunday and not work as much. And it's really easy now. And I'm not, I'm also, by the way, not advocating for these 15, 20 hour work days. I don't think that's good either. I'm a real big fan of just. Eight hour, eight to ten hours a day, and just not stopping and just not and just showing up and being getting something done each day being committed, I think that's what you're talking about, being committed and being obliged to yeah. that, and that's where it comes from. I love that yeah yeah Raul Davis Raul Davis found the genuine power behind innovators, instigators. Instigators, instigators and initiators in Elon Musk, Deepak Chopra and Christopher Columbus. Raul Davis is CEO of Ascendant Group Branding, which helps CEOs, retired athletes and executive leaders increase their top-line revenue. Ascendant's integrated model includes brand strategy, public relations, book deals, social media, and brand design. Davis has been invited to small business forums at the White House and is considered to be an expert on CEO and executive branding. Raul Davis, what a pleasure to have you here. Hi. Hi, I'm happy to be here. 
It's so great, and I'm really waiting to hear everything you have to share with us. Do you have a point where you felt that you stopped chasing after customers and started to attract them? Well, yeah. I mean, that's really been the way it's worked for us for the last several years. Our clients refer um, a great deal. Uh, strategic partners of ours refer a great deal. And, you know, in terms of proactive outreach, uh, again, LinkedIn ends up kind of being one of the key tools. So, um, so yeah, I, w- I would say very much so. And I think that's really where any business that is B2B, I think, kind of has to get to that point or it's just difficult to continue to grow. Like if it's always based on the owner's ability to sell eventually the owner gets burnt out. That's right. And do you remember what was this point? What made the change or how did it start? You know, it's, um, it's, a, it's a good question. I think for us, it was when we went through like a complexity reduction exercise. We were offering too many services for a while. And then we trimmed down to the things that we could be, you know, like best in the world at. And after that, hmm. Kind of seeing you know like the the client's level of satisfaction, I think that ended up being the turning point because it meant that we had more time to you know work with them and it meant they got more meaningful results and if there was something they wanted that we couldn't deliver, we just referred them to somebody who could do it and we you know in our agreement basically have a clause that We're not responsible for the work of third party vendors. So we just kind of created a boundary around here's what we're good at, here's what we're going to deliver. And I think that ended up being the moment because people appreciate it when you deliver what you promise. That's right. And you know, focusing is the most important rule of marketing, I believe. And giving up is the cruelest rule or the toughest rule, perhaps. Yes. There are many things that affect um, success, but uh, I believe that there is always one factor that makes the difference. And I want to ask you, what is your key success factor? What made it for you? Oh, wow. Um, what made it for me? Okay, so I would have to say it's the ability to continuously be willing to navigate. So... If one path doesn't work, the ability to go around and find another. So mm-hmm. and the ability to do that without personalizing it, right? So I think if you were to ask me what I think the biggest challenge with America is right now, I think it is that people personalize politics and so many other things right now. you know? Um, it's like we've lost our ability. To be resilient, yeah, and I think if you're going to go into entrepreneurship, resilience is something that just has to be who you are. It's not something that just shows up in the moment you need it. It kind of has to be something that you walk with every day because if a customer says no, you can't just say, "Oh well, forget them, I'm never talking to them again." That same person hmm. may end up closing three months or six months or 12 months later. And maybe that, that no is instructive to you. Why did you get a no? What is it that you need to be doing to get to yes next time? 
I think it's a beautiful one because it's not an easy one to go for. Actually, in a way, it's what you found out in your book, the ability to keep navigate. Yeah, and there's another story, and I'm sorry for all the sports analogies, forgive me. Um, no, it's great. It's great. My husband would love that. <laughs> there's another story I like, and it comes back to this idea of finding fuels. Because like, what happens is for all of us, we all have this moment where we get ignited and we get passionate about something. And, and then you end up you know, finding fuel that allows you to continue doing it. And then ultimately you get into a moment where either you run into an extinguisher or you find an accelerant that lets you go faster. So um, Kobe Bryant, I, I had uh, some hmm. story about how he, Kobe enters in a gymnasium and he's with, uh, my, this guy is with uh, another NBA player teaching him, you know, how to improve his jump shot. And uh, we'll just call this person BG. So BG okay. um, looks at Kobe and Kobe just looks away from him and doesn't pay him any attention. And so BG is like, what's going on? And, and Kobe just walks off. This happens an, an additional time. And then finally, when Kobe's about to leave, BG says to him, what is your problem? And Kobe says, I heard what you said. I heard what you said. You said Dwayne Wade was the toughest person to guard in the NBA. I'll be coming to see you real soon. <laughs> and, and that sounds like petty, but that's what Kobe needs to keep that fire going. He will find something that allows him to stay motivated and to spend extra time at the gym, even after he's won titles, even after he's the best player in the league he still will find things that keeps his fire going. And I think that's what we have to do. Hmm, love it. Hey, Richards. I hope you enjoyed this episode and what these amazing guests shared with us about their key success factors. Did you notice a unique pattern or idea that is common to my guests today and other successful entrepreneurs I talk with in the show? None of these entrepreneurs talked about a character or a habit as their key success factor. They talked about a state of mind, about being open to new ideas, opportunities, and people, and being consistent in your journey. The reason I find it so exciting is because one of the biggest obstacles between entrepreneurs and startup founders and success is they are certain they have the answers. And I know that in order to really succeed in the business world, you must understand that you don't know anything until you learn what your customers' needs and wants are. When these successful entrepreneurs spoke about their key success factors, they all talk about being open. They don't know the answers. They are looking for them. In the next episode, we have a new and exciting guest. I'll see you next week. Bye. And for you, our listeners, until the next time, it all goes down to this. You either reach or miss. Keep reaching your goals and vision. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur. You can find all the information, links, and resources that was mentioned at the show in our website, 
reachormiss.com. See you next week.